0: Welcome to the Deep Impact Investing Podcast with Kimberly Griego Kyle, on behalf of Horizon Sustainable Financial Services. In this podcast, I discuss sustainable impact investing, how to create portfolios that match your values, and a variety of other topics such as financial education, environmental sustainability, social justice, and sustainable food systems. Do you want to know if your investments seek the kind of accountability from corporations that you demand? Listen in as I explore the burning question, are you investing like you give a damn?
1: Hello and welcome to Deep Impact Investing with Kimberly Grego-Kyle from Horizon Sustainable Financial Services. Kim, what is going on today?
0: We have the Johan here today. That's
2: right. <laughs> it's the Would Kim you- and Johan
1: show. It That's is. Right.
0: Yes. So I'm right. very excited.
1: Yeah. This is, oh. this is a, now you moved up to the Northwest, Kim. And right. Up, up there we have, cause I'm from Washington, you know that we have uh, Bigfoot and Bigfoot sightings are rare. And (laughs) Johan's sightings are also very rare on this podcast, so I'm super excited. I don't know what you guys are talking about today, but the fact that he's back, I know it's going to be good, and it's going to be something I'm going to learn a lot.
0: (laughs) I'm very happy to have Johan on today, and and Johan and I were discussing it that he should be on more often. He has lots of things to share with us, so we're going to see what we can do about that.
1: As a recovering educator, you know. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's (laughs) been a unanimous vote. Johan's back. All right. Yes.
0: Well and today we're gonna talk about, you know, we're six months into the year. Well, seven technically, but you know, we're gonna talk about what the markets have done the first half of the year, you know, what what think about the second half,
2: yeah, Yeah, what what clients are asking us about, that kind of fun stuff.
0: Yeah. So that's the that's the plan this morning. And Johan, I just love having conversations with you. So I'm really happy to to have this conversation today. Well, where, should we, where should we start? Should we talk about what the markets did the first half of the year? or do we Yeah, want sure. To... Let, okay.
2: let, uh, let's start with where we are. Uh, yeah. If we didn't know, and I know, Eric, you do a lot of these kind of podcasts, too. You know, you do a bunch of financial stuff, right? So mm-hmm. if you didn't know, if you had to guess, where would you guess the markets are so far this year? was that a question for
1: me or kim that's
2: for you eric yeah
1: oh well if if i had to guess the the markets are all over the place as as has been you know for the first six months i don't think it's been depending on which area you're looking at but it's up and down and people are just like they don't know what's going on
2: exactly so yeah much depends on what you mean by the markets right that's a that's a broad sort of thing to say um yeah so so far this year actually when you when we actually crank crank all the numbers through, uh, U.S. stocks are up not quite seventeen percent through the for the first half of the year, so through June thirtieth.
0: I honestly think that's amazing.
2: I
1: thought yeah, that was, that's better than I thought it was. <laughs> and yes. uh, and
2: bonds uh, bonds are up too. Bonds are up one point six yeah one point six two percent. So uh, I guess stocks- I would
0: have thought bonds would be up a little more at this point, but no. I think you'll talk about why, but.
2: No well I mean I can say a little bit about it right now when the idea when interest rates go up the value of bonds go down right and so right now what we have seen is interest rates have gone up and down and up and down uh they're all they're sort there are all over the place which means that essentially I think the aggregate bond index being up 1.6% is due primarily to the fact that it's got some more um you're more in the way of interest income, rather than uh, the actual, you know, value of the underlying bond.
0: Right, and it's. I think it's a reminder to to clients or listeners that if you do hold that bond to maturity, it will come back to par or its original amount of investment. So,
2: yeah, if, if you buy, person. if you're buying individual bonds, yeah. yes, yes, yeah. exactly. But if you're in a mutual fund or uh, or if you're just looking at a bond portfolio. Um, And not not looking at each individual bond Mm -hmm. underneath it, you're going to see, you know, fluctuations in the prices. Mm -hmm. But yeah, so far this year, stocks are up almost 17 percent for the last three years on average. So for the last three years, so including 22 stocks or U.S. stocks, the S&P 500 is up 14.6 percent average for those three years. That is
0: phenomenal.
2: Yeah. So even though 2022 was a nasty, ugly year that we all hated very much, 2021 was really good. The second half of 2020 was really good. And so far this year has been really good. Yeah, we've got one nasty 12, well, nine month period really mixed in there. The rest of it has been pretty nice.
0: So honestly, we don't On the even... other hand,
2: bonds, on the other hand, are down almost 3%, 2.89%. Ooh, wow. Because again, they've gone from practically nothing uh, in the way of interest at the beginning of this three-year period to four to five percent, depending on which particular part of the mar- uh, the bond marketplace we're looking at. Yeah, the the stocks are are way up. Bonds are down a little, which I guess is what we expect to see.
0: Yeah, I, I think that tends to run together frequently, right, where we have one up and one down. They don't often go up at the same time. I've seen them go down at the same time, which is also yeah, no fun.
2: Last year, yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, stocks and bonds went down at the same time in 2022.
0: Yeah. When we're, I just want to say, when we're looking at the markets, the stock markets, it's as if 2022 didn't even happen.
2: Almost. Well, we're not quite back to where we were in 2022 yet. The market peaked, the US, the, the SP 500 peaked at what was it? About 40, almost 4,800 points on the S&P. Today, we're about 4,600. So we got a couple, a couple hundred more points to go. But as of the end of June here, we, uh, we were still down about 7% from that all-time high in January of 2022. So we haven't quite made it back. And bonds are still down from, from where they were too. Right. Um, so to some extent, our client portfolios haven't recovered even though the market is doing really well they haven't recovered back to where they were at the beginning of 2022
0: especially if they have a lot of bonds
2: yeah which again is unusual uh in normal circumstances when the stock market is down 20 25 28% we see bond market the bonds holding them holding their own and then as the stock market recovers those less aggressive those more conservative portfolios recover faster this time because bonds dropped at the same time and haven't really recovered the way we want them to, would like them to. We're just not seeing that kind of push. Yeah, so, so that's
0: actually hurting the really conservative portfolios at the moment.
2: Yeah, it is. It was a fluke, I guess. I hate to say that. It was an unusual circumstance, right, to see both both sides of a portfolio, both well, the stock and the bond side of the portfolio, go down simultaneously. From where, from whence, <laughs> the uh, bonds have... Acted a little bit more like bonds usually do, which isn't any fun. Um, <laughs> why can't they? <laughs> why
0: can't? Why can't we have fun in the markets?
2: <laughs> well, why couldn't the bonds? You know, yes, they they acted uncharacteristically on the way down. Why can't they act uncharacteristically on the way up as well?
0: Yeah, no, that would be not great. What they're going
2: to do this time. <laughs> oh well. Wow. One thing that you know, yeah, the the, the U.S. stock market, the S and P 500 is up almost seventeen percent as of June 30, year, year to date, and up uh, somewhere between 24 and 28 percent from the bottom in October, depending on whether you want to count it as a class, uh, the lowest close or the lowest intraday low, somewhere between 24 and 28 percent, which is really wide.
0: It, that is really wide. So yeah. we're talking a four percent difference in an intraday. Whew, that must have been a really fun day. I'm glad I don't remember it.
2: Oh yeah, it was mid-October. It was—I remember it a little too well. Um, (laughs) It was a dark must. Yeah, it was a dark and stormy night. No, it was a dark and windy day. It is kind of
0: a horror story. So you could start it with that. Yeah,
2: (laughs) yeah. It's a dark and stormy night. But so you know, we're we're talking about, and and the market has over the month of July here gone up another couple of percent. So when we actually look at where we are today you know we're up more than 30% off the bottom we're a little less than yeah a little less than 5% from the all time high um, so
0: we're we're having a party here though. we're
2: pretty close uh, the stock the stock market in particular yeah. is pretty close to back where it was before all this started so yeah it's <laughs> But people, uh, again, uh, like Eric said, you know, it, it seems like it's bouncing around all over the place. It seems like it's very volatile, and it has been.
0: And that's what is um, making some clients nervous.
2: Yeah, it it doesn't seem to have uh, a direction in the sort of way that we expect the market to. You know, it's not it's not moving somewhat smoothly upward. It's not moving steadily downward. It's just sort of fuddling along but the trend is up um you know 17 percent up in six months that's kind of that's significant yeah. yeah yeah um people have been asking you know what's my short-term prediction what do i think is going to happen and i say yeah, did you like, get
0: the crystal ball out
2: and... uh well you know like i i often say that i put my last silver bullet through that crystal ball oh <laughs> Um, but historically speaking, the third quarter, the one we're in right now is pretty close to flat. So if, but the market's up 3% or so, give or take this so far this quarter, I, if it would stay there, I would be happy.
0: Oh yeah. <laughs> you know, that's not
2: a bad quarter. Me too. So, but that's where we're at, right? Is that despite all of the fear, uh, that we hear from, from the punditry on TV, uh, despite all the concern of, oh, what's going on with with your portfolio, you should check on that and make sure and probably change change things around. Really, things have been doing pretty well compared yeah and and
0: I'm yeah, and I'm not sure now would be the best time to go into bonds, maybe, but you well, know, why would you want to sell those things that are doing so well in the stock markets?
2: right. Where we are in the markets. Um, people are feeling some significant concerns. You know, they are calling and saying, hey, you know, things seem real jittery.
0: Right, the economy is horrible. And, you know, I'm nervous about that. But honestly, I don't, while we do have inflation, you notice that specifically at the grocery store, if you go shopping, I don't feel like the economy is in the toilet.
2: Yeah, uh, and that's right now, inflation has come back down to right. Well, the most recent readings were that it was around 3% for the past 12 months, which is great because it, it went up as high as here in the U.S. It was like in the 7th or, yeah, or yeah. 9% maybe. And uh, and that's back down to about 3 now. Now, the, the Federal Reserve has a target of 2%, so they're talking about not cutting interest rates anytime soon, which on the one hand is great because we get more on, from our CDs and our bonds and so on. Right. On the other hand, it's terrible because we're paying more on our credit cards and our loans and car loans. Okay, hang on.
1: I, I got, I'm going to jump in here because yeah, please. Th- th- all this talk back and forth about what they're doing and and which is which is great for updates and, and data, and I love that, but bottom line, it's speculation as far as what's going to happen next, and all of us try to do that right we all yep. try to well what, what you know i mean i'm just naming a couple things right the political landscape huh? you know nobody likes politics nobody wants to see what's going to happen this next year all this news uh-huh. back and forth well this person's going to be in jail so it doesn't matter this person's you know this person's <laughs> son's going to be in jail so this uh, all these different things contribute to the ups and downs of whatever market we're looking at right Absolutely. so the bottom line is that you stick to a plan. <laughs> this is what you guys do, right? That's I mean, this right.
0: is- right. Yeah. And, yes. and so-
1: it. it Eric, th-
2: you're stealing our
1: thunder. I, I didn't mean to. It's just, <laughs> I,
2: <clears throat> I'm just no, saying so right.
1: much, right? I mean, I mean, we were in three different parts of the country, which I think is a beautiful thing at this point, right? You right. came here on the, the West Coast, so you, you're experiencing something different than I am in the Midwest, mm-hmm. uh, which has been very non-volatile for housing markets and everything else. And looking at the housing Quote unquote crisis. I don't know if we are going to call it that anymore, but people can't afford homes and now interest rates are higher and gloom and doom, blah, blah, blah. Right? right. There's always something. But the bottom line is that, Johan, you said, you know, people are calling in saying, hey, what do you think is going to happen in the next month? Well, I-, I think we're going to stick to a plan. Yes. <laughs> As, you know what I, I think, I hear.
0: I think yeah. that's what we tell them. You know, we don't just
1: blurt that out we have, you know people yeah, you want say it nicer to... than i do
0: yeah i mean <laughs> well we also we, want... we
2: need to listen to what their concerns are yes you know, because absolutely. yeah yeah absolutely so, politics have gotten very weird there's big differences between red states and blue states and that makes it very hard for us to talk about what the national economy looks like what the prospects look like from coast to coast it's very hard to say because there's so many regional differences now. yes too, not just politically but economically. There are federal and state indictments going on, um oh, for lots of people. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. And the Supreme Court, um, heaven knows quite what's happening there. It seems like yeah, never mind. I don't want to
1: <laughs> and, and, and just to clarify. Go down that road. Yeah, yeah. Let's yeah. just clarify one thing. None of us on this podcast are being indicted.
2: no no no, we're
1: not listening audience i (laughs) just want to make sure it's not us yeah Yeah. it's not Not us us. we're
0: talking political
2: people (laughs)
1: yeah
0: yeah (laughs) and i am definitely not in involved in politics yeah yeah no
2: so you know so yeah so politics has gotten weird um people are talking about we hear we hear a lot about whether you know the market is either the market or the economy or both or neither or we conflate them sometimes and we're very careful to separate them out at other times the economy is doing horrible oh the economy is doing great and if we're looking at you know sometimes it depends on which measures we're looking at sometimes it depends on where we draw the the, the endpoint sensitivity right if we say oh well from this day to this day, this measure of the economy was terrible. So therefore, oh, hey, look, the economy is terrible. But if you look at just a little bit longer time period, it flips around and it's doing just fine. So, you know, there's there's a lot of those kinds of measures, a lot of those kinds of things that we can tweak. And so a a lot of our clients are calling in saying, oh, I keep hearing these things. I got this email from my crazy uncle, or I heard this thing on talk radio, or I got, or on NPR, or I got this, you know,
0: should I? I heard I should buy gold. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that is one of the things that I have actually heard um, yeah. recently. So, I'll, so that I mean, that's where we're at. You know, people are are calling in and saying, "Hey, Johan, I'm really freaked out uh, because the economy is weird. Stock, the markets seem maybe to be weird. Politics is very weird. What are we gonna do? You know, when
0: but, was the last time politics were not weird? Yeah, well, that's, that's a good point too. Uh, uh, yeah.
2: But, but uh, there's some great if we look on the just looking on the internet doing our research, um, we can look on the internet and find there's any number of these great charts that show all the reasons why you should not have been invested in the stock market you know, going back to oh. uh, to the end of the Great Depression, right? Oh well right. You know, in, in 1940, while well, there's impending war in well there's war in Europe and you know the it looks like the United States might be going to get involved. In the 1950s, oh, well, there's the Korean War. You know, in the 1970s, oh, the gas crisis, this, that. uh, There's always a reason not to, uh, that someone is going to tell you not to invest in the market. Now, I tend to be optimistic, um, which is on the one hand, great. On the other hand, difficult. Um, I have taped up on one of my monitors here a a little quotation um, from Morgan Housel, an author. Is he an economist? I don't know. I think so. Uh, it says, optimism appears oblivious to risks. So by default, pessimism looks more intelligent. Oh. Optimism sounds like a sales pitch, while pessimism sounds like someone trying to help you. Right? So the people who are mm-hmm. coming coming to our clients and saying, oh, you ought to be scared. You know, there's all this scary stuff going on out there in the marketplace. You ought to do this thing that I, th- you know, ha- happen to be, you know, if you do it, I'll profit from it. Um, you know, you should do this thing, this other scary thing. Uh, to try and alleviate your risks and people come to me and say well what should I do should I do this thing that's that this person is telling me is the right thing to do when things are scary if I say no you know things are actually going pretty well Uh, there's reason for optimism there's you know there's maybe not going to be a recession in the second half of this year Uh, there's maybe you know maybe things are actually doing pretty well that on the one hand makes me sound a little dumb (laughs) Oblivious to the risks, right? Not as intelligent as somebody who's Mm -hmm. a pessimist. Um, But it also sounds like, well, maybe Johan's just telling me that because he wants to keep making money off of me.
0: Mm, True, yeah. So maybe. Yeah.
2: (laughs) So, you know, they come in and they say, well, can we take less risk? Well, keeping in mind that when the Fed has said that they're going to keep interest rates higher for longer, that's a phrase we're hearing a lot. Um, Because they're trying to keep inflation under control, so bonds are not interest rates are not going to go down, so the value of bonds is not going to go up. So we we might be kind of I don't want to say at a peak, but bonds are kind of high value right now.
0: Mm, True.
2: So if we buy bonds, we're buying high. We're not at least we wouldn't be selling low to sell the stocks. But but yeah, It's it's a
0: bit of a quandary, and I understand what you're saying sometimes being too optimistic makes people nervous yeah yeah and and it's a very good quote and i i just think i think it's tempered by listening to what people have to say and and then saying i hear you and you are nervous and i think that's really important and something that you do probably every day multiple (laughs) times a
2: day (laughs) pretty much every day yeah well yeah. You, you know <laughs>
0: yeah i know
2: <laughs> you know the volume of these calls
1: yeah yeah so well again i'm just jumping in mm. no no
2: that's
1: good here's the thing is it's it's you brought up gold earlier which i just think is fantastic <laughs> because when i hear buy gold it's from a commercial <laughs> Right. It's, oh, it's right. from yeah. you know it's it's that's the I would say 90% of it is from a commercial. And then there's 10% that's you know, people online that are or you know on, on news shows or whatever saying, hey, it's probably a good idea. Um, and they don't necessarily make anything off of that quote unquote endorsement or or that suggestion, but uh-huh. I think that precious metals in in general, in my opinion only, may be a good idea to have some around, right? I'm not I'm not pouring millions of dollars into it, so on and so forth, but anybody who's saying you have to buy gold now you know trade in your children for gold i mean it's (laughs) worth more um they're really trying to sell you something And, and the bottom line is that the people that are calling in and the people that are asking these questions if they know you like kim knows you like i know you which is which means a relationship we know you're not selling anything we know that you're not in it for hey i could possibly make a few more pennies off of your accounts if you do the a b or c it, the relationship is premium, right? That that's what people yeah. need to understand. If you don't have a relationship with whoever's telling you to do something, Johan, you're right. They're probably getting something out of it, right? Yeah, it's, it's I think
0: possible. I think it's really important, and and it, sometimes it's hard for for people to hear. Is we created a plan with you, and that's how we've been investing your account is according to your plan, and unless your situation has dramatically changed, then we need to stick to the plan.
2: Yeah, yeah, exactly. We created these plans knowing that we could revise them every, you know, few years if we needed to as your circumstances changed. Um, But we created the plan and we set up our expectations with the idea that, you know, over the, pretty much every decade, we're going to get a market like this where it's really ugly and and things go south. Not usually all at once, but, you know, (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> but I together, think, I think the keyword is together. You had right. the plan, yeah, together, this plan right? together. It wasn't. It wasn't something where you just went off into a cave and and crunched some numbers and came back and said, "This well, is he what he are doing." Well, he does that, that too. too. <laughs> he does that too. But, but well, that's, that's just for enjoyment. I mean, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> really, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to I get do that have the of big quiet. cauldron
2: o data back here. You know, <laughs> <laughs> called
1: cauldron o data. <laughs> I don't think well, I've ever put on my little pointy hat, right? Okay, with Uh, the hair, with the long hair and the uh, phenomenal beard, because right now nobody can see you, if you have not seen Johan, you have to go visit him in person because there is a (laughs) Gandalf-esque thing going on here um, that I think is amazing, which I, 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 yeah. Yes, he's
0: very well known in the industry by his hair, for sure, and
1: his brilliance, so there's that. (laughs) <laughs> the hair mostly <laughs> I, he's bad he's 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 uh changing colors over there he's little, i am a little he's a little red yeah. well,
2: well i you know i am easy to find in a you know when we go to these crowd. conferences and yeah. there's a <laughs> thousand people in the audience i'm easy to find
0: yeah yeah i want to say one other thing <clears throat> not about johan's hair which is gorgeous by the way um i i feel like just talking to people you know around me that Everyone is thinking, oh, I, I, I just got some cash. I'm going to put it in CDs because the rates are so high. I don't want to put it in the market right now. Mm-hmm. But the last six months, you probably earned, if you did it, 5% maybe on your CD. And
2: what people, Another thing people don't recognize is that that's an annualized rate. Yes. So if you buy, if you bought on January 1st, if you said, I don't want to be in the stock market right now, I just want to buy a CD. Let's say we were able to find something at 5% back in January. I don't remember I don't whether either. we could have or I don't not.
0: think it was quite that high
2: yet. I don't think it was that high yet, but let's say we could. And it was a six month CD. That means that over those six months, you would have actually earned two and a half percent because right. they, they annu- the, the rate that they quote is an annualized rate. Yeah. So you earned two and a half percent on your CD. Well, had you been, had you just bought s and P 500 fund, you would have been up seventeen percent. Right. Now we couldn't have known that in January. Oh no, no. Right. There's no way mm-hmm. we we could not have predicted. But you know, I, I, I we have had I had a couple of clients who came in uh, a couple a few months ago, uh, who just got an inheritance, right, and it was all in cash, and they were mm-hmm. like. We're hesitant to put it all in all at once. So I said, okay, great. What let's do is let's buy some CDs. You know, let's buy a, a one month CD, a two month CD. Let's build a little ladder of CDs. And over the next six months, as those mature, then we'll put that, uh, the matured cash back. We'll put that into the market in the 60% stock, 40% bond portfolio that we had picked out for them, that we had created the plan, the long term plan. Right. So we'll ease our way into this. This portfolio, and the um, the second CD just matured, and I actually was talking to the clients a few days ago, and they said, you know, we probably should have just put it all in, <laughs> because the the plan to ease our way into the into the market with with these CDs and dollar cost averaging effectively a big right. sum into the marketplace. I actually have an ancient blog post about that. That you know, it <laughs> sometimes it works, but two-thirds of the time yeah. it's just going to be a hassle that we've
0: had a number of clients over the years who wanted to do that and yeah. i can't remember any instance where that was the best thing to do so, so but, you know just based on their timing but you know it it's it's a comfort level and yeah we do what we can so yeah
2: yeah the the to go to circle back on the gold question once more yeah. eric yeah it um we have seen an uptick in the number of these uh, crank emails coming out of um the gold selling houses mm. Mm. saying you need to put you know you can you can they say take all of your ira money you could take all of your retirement money and put it into into gold into actual physical gold using this self-directed ira technique and blah 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 and here's how to do it they start off, the, the email messages are traditional scare messages of Biden is about to ruin the economy, the... Or
0: whatever president, blah, blah, blah. I mean, it's typical. Well, right now it's, uh, oh, it's Yes, Biden's right now it's Biden, but yeah. The
2: economy. Oh, there's some really um, scary sounding stuff about di- the digital dollar and how they're going to confiscate all the real dollars mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and turn it all into this digital dollar thing, which... <laughs> it certainly doesn't <laughs> look like that's what anybody's planning, but there's a whole whole set of scare tactics designed to make people afraid. And then the alternative offered is, well, of course, gold is a hedge against all of these scary things. Which, um, if you're it, in the just, 30s, they actually confiscated gold, right? So people who had gold had to turn it in. Um, so that wouldn't help. That and, wouldn't help them anyway. do that again. So. The, I,
0: oh i'm sorry i know i know this is it, it's, at least it's not crypto but it's, just, it's still gold and um precious metals are generally not very socially conscious the extraction process is so hard mm. on the planet and that's also something to think about with our clients mm.
1: yeah generally I didn't, I didn't speaking
2: about that no. yeah. yeah when we talked uh at the beginning of the year toward the beginning of the year yeah um we talked about how last year in twenty two, one of the good parts of the marketplace was commodities, mm. and that includes gold, but it includes copper and silver and the industrial metals and precious metals, both or all. Pork and bellies, yeah, pork bellies too, but sure, but but the you know the metals are are going to be high up on that list of things that are going to be involved. Right. in Right, I don't know how
0: you there. actually. Uh, this sounds funny, but I don't know how you actually invest in pork bellies. I mean, what is the purpose? Yeah. I, I don't know we, we actually
1: I, I do on like a weekly basis but i end up eating them and so it's <laughs> right um yeah it's just think, a not a good I don't investment
2: think buying an extra pound of bacon counts as investing in pork belly Oh okay food. i wasn't oh, sure. just
1: sh- thank you for it. clarifying okay. that yeah, yeah.
0: well
2: but, uh, no, that's a yeah it's an agricultural um yeah anyway, yeah <laughs> i
0: know we'll save that yeah, for another time
2: so even it, when we look at things like commodities we look at metals we we don't invest in them for two reasons. One is that it's it's speculative, you know. It is hedging against the future of you know, are my pigs going to make it all the way to the winter? Um, <laughs> right. But it's also right. you know, and you know how much gold is going to be dug up in the next six months or whatever. But it's also yeah, environmentally difficult on the on the metals and mining side because yeah. there isn't a there isn't a clean green way to get copper out of the ground right now
0: right
2: so um, there are recycling methods there are other things that we can do there are there is actually there are at least one maybe two um gold etFs out there now that say that they are investing in the greenest gold which is a little weird uh the yeah. gold uh, the greenest gold uh, but still there's you know I have some serious concerns about all of that. Right. Um, so we tend not to invest in that for our clients. A lot of uh, investment advisors say, "Yeah, every every portfolio should have five percent in gold," although nobody can ever really explain wow. why.
0: It's just a myth, a it, saying a, that's out there.
2: Yeah, it's it's a tradition. Traditionally, well, gold. Has traditions, felt like, yeah, traditions
0: huh? can change. So, yeah.
2: well, yeah. gold has felt like money, right? Right. The only real money is gold. People have said for a long time. Well, I have some thoughts about the my philosophy mom of money.
0: I'm wearing my mom's <laughs> necklace I'm wearing my mom's necklace which is gold and I don't uh-huh. think I could actually take this to the grocery store and exchange it for food yeah so that it I don't know how is gold room anyway we, we digress we
2: can t- we can talk sometime about why go about the philosophy of money
0: yeah let's do that
2: and, and uh what makes something money but uh, oh
0: that's a great idea we're gonna have to put that that's on a, that's the a
2: deep one. Yeah. Um, well, I'll get all my citations in order.
0: Okay. But, but uh, our general approach,
2: and to, to sort of, I don't know if it's time to close the conversation. Yes. Let's but to, let's wrap it up. To yeah. To close the conversation, our general approach, our general response, barring some actual change in a client's situation for which you actually need to do make some changes. Most of the time, though, we say, "Don't just do something; stand there." Which is to say, <laughs> we've created a a, a policy, the, right? We've set right. a plan. We know we've designed it to last for 10 years or more. We know that we'll need to make adjustments along the way, but this may not be one of those times. So don't just do something, stand there, maybe rebalance. Um, maybe that's what we need to do right now. You know, sell some of the winners and buy some of the losers so that we're selling high and buying low, which is
0: right. how we that is the, in the
2: stock
0: market. Right. That is the standard thing. We should all remember that. I appreciate that. Um, comment and I, I know it's hard sometimes for people to hear that, but uh, it's it's the truth. You know, when we created that plan together, let's stick to it unless you have a major change. So right. I think that's it. And so I just want to take this moment to say, if you are concerned about the markets or your particular portfolio, or you want to talk about putting it in more sustainable investments, please give Johan a call at the yeah. office, five zero five. 982 9661 or email him directly, Johan, which is J-O-H-A-N-N at Horizonsfs.com. Yep. He can't wait to talk to you. <laughs> <laughs> which is true. You love to talk to people. You oh, love to, to yeah, so it's great. Yep. Eric, any final questions?
1: No, just my just one final thought okay you know me yeah Um, and and just just to reiterate that gold is not necessarily a safe investment because in 2019 a solid gold toilet disappeared from blenheim palace the birthplace of winston churchill and if somebody can go into your house and steal a solid gold toilet they can steal any type of gold so it's (laughs) just gone Yep. Fun oh my fact God! For that's the day.
0: Hilarious. Thank you, <laughs> Sorry, thank can you, you imagine Eric. You're running is... through the
1: yard with that thing. Looking <laughs> <laughs> <That's laughs> like can across the grass? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Uh, it was valued oh. at six million dollars. So that's that's amazing. what it was a solid oh. gold toilet. What is? I mean, it's got to be. $6
0: wow, million yeah. that's um, insane.
1: Yeah, and I. So here's the the caveat that the last piece that really will make your day is that the the solid gold toilet was named America. So. <laughs> That was the name of the toilet. Uh, okay. Why does the
0: toilet have a name? Never- Why yes. does the toilet have a ne- Yeah, I don't
1: know. It, yeah. That's, that is Somebody one of the oddest things. Fun.
0: I really appreciate you sharing that real oddity sure with us.
1: <laughs> you can always edit that. Well, later. if you've okay. listened
0: this far, um, yeah. you have learned a, a very uh, interesting factoid to put in your mental Rolodex Next time you play <laughs> Trivial
1: Pursuit or something. Yes.
2: <laughs> yes. and, and humor is always funny.
0: Oh, Absolutely. cocktail cocktail discussions.
1: Yes, the more you know. Uh, Johan, one more time, because now I've really derailed this. Please give us the phone number where people can reach out. Because again, it is about the relationship and having a relationship with somebody who you know is going to have your best interest in mind. And that's Johan in a nutshell. So,
2: Yeah, yeah the the number here at the office is 505. Nine eight two nine six six one, and my email address is johan j-o-h-a-n-n two n's just like sebastian bach at horizons plural sfs as in sustainable financial services.com absolutely yes.
1: always a pleasure i'm so i'm so happy i got to spend my morning with you guys seriously right. this, is, this is so much yeah. fun so i always thank look you, forward
0: both. to it yeah yeah thank me you. too
1: and our last thank you will always go to you listening audience thank you so much for tuning in and listening to the deep impact investing podcast with kimberly grego kyle and johan Claassen today if you have not subscribed to the podcast yet please click the subscribe now button below this way when kim comes out with a new podcast it'll show up directly on your listening device and we humbly ask that you share this podcast rate it and leave a review as this actually helps others find the show again thank you so much for listening today for everyone at horizon sustainable financial services this is eric johnson reminding you to live your best day every day. And we'll see you next time.
0: Thank you for listening to Deep Impact Investing with Kimberly Griego-Kyle, the sustainable, responsible impact investing podcast reminding you that it's time to invest like you give a damn. If you have questions about this podcast or topics you'd like to hear addressed on an upcoming podcast, please email me at kim at griego-kyle.com. That's gr I-E-G-O hyphen kie Or give Horizons a call at 505-982-9661 and be sure to ask for Johan Klausen. Don't forget to click the subscribe button to be notified when new episodes become available and to share this podcast with colleagues, friends, and family. The companies I may speak about during the podcast are not recommendations for investment. Only you and your financial advisor can determine what the right investments are for you. Kimberly Griego-Kyle produces this podcast on behalf of Horizon Sustainable Financial Services. Horizon Sustainable Financial Services, Inc. is a registered investment advisor registered with the SEC. Horizon Sustainable Financial Services, Inc. and its financial professionals do not render tax or legal advice. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the host and or guests and does not necessarily represent the views and opinions of Horizon Sustainable Financial Services, Inc. This content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. This content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service providers with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning. None of this content may be used or duplicated without the express written agreement of the podcast host.